Hey, what's up, guys? Matt here. Uh, a quick little note before we get started about current events. By now, you might have noticed that we took a break from releasing the podcast and posting on social last week. This was, as you might have guessed, a response to the current events here in the United States resulting from the horrific murder of George Floyd on the 25th of May in Minneapolis. As we've said many times before, the Upstate Coffee Collective is an organization that would not exist without a community. That community that we are comprised of is inclusive, meaning that there is no barrier to entry. The only requirement is that you are a human being full of curiosity, love, and compassion for your community. The Upstate Coffee Collective stands with the countless people across our nation marching in protest of police brutality, racism, and hate. It is impossible for me as a privileged white man from a predominantly white community to have any sort of understanding or perspective on what it's like to live in America as a person of color. What I do understand, though, is that silence is not the answer. To my beautiful brothers and sisters in the black community, my heart bleeds for you. I love you. I have your back. And I am here not only to listen, but to attempt to give you a stage to tell your stories and to continue to demand the change that is necessary to fix our broken system. Kevin and Nick Rovazzini were present at the major protests in the capital region of upstate New York this past week, standing in solidarity with our community. Just a fun fact, not a single documented incident occurred at either major protest, but don't hold your breath for the news to tell you that. We are a community full of love, and this shows it. Our show notes today will consist entirely of resources for you to educate yourself on the current crisis as well as suggested organizations to send donations to if you have the means. We will be including in there some content creators from the black community that we love, thought leaders, event organizers, anything we can think of. Because black lives matter. And that is the most important thing to remember in a time like this. Thank you for your continued support. And remember that we wouldn't be here without you. And we never forget that. Our guest today is our good friend and lover boy, Nick Rovazzini. He is the owner of Second Scoop Gelato. And we have a great time talking with him about the difference between ice cream and gelato. Nick is a coffee enthusiast, barista, home brewer, and latte art throwdown veteran. He's hilarious and genuine. He was a pleasure to talk to, as always, and he dropped some ice cream versus gelato knowledge on us. Nick is also an avid photographer doing a lot of work in concert photography. <laughs> Remember concerts? Crazy, man. Uh, he is currently known for his work documenting the regional protests releasing some truly powerful photos of our community coming together in solidarity. We want to thank you guys for sticking it out with us during this weird time, working through audio quality limitations with Skype and, you know, weird scheduling stuff with the coronavirus. We're all kind of trying to come into our own here, find some sense of normalcy. I won't use the word new normal. It drives me crazy. Nothing is normal. Nothing has ever been normal. Let's just adapt and move forward. Um, this podcast is especially funky audio-wise in some spots, but the conversation is super fun and laid back. Nick's one of our best friends. We have a great time with him, lots of laughs, and a good bit of insight from a local entrepreneur. So I bet you'll enjoy it. Thanks for listening, and enjoy our conversation with Nick Rovazzini.
thousand percent. Hundred percent. Thousand percent. Well, yeah, thousand right. percent is just overkill. Well, Nick, welcome to the cast. Cool. That's apostrophe cast. Thanks. Sounds like podcast. Welcome. But it's cooler because we abbreviated it. <laughs> Way cooler. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, we're uh, pumped to have you on. You are so you're our buddy. As he walks away from the camera. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> walk away. Yeah, peace. Because I think right, bye. I feel like you're gonna ask me what I'm drinking and I will not remember it. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I yeah, let's smart. kick it off yeah. that way. Let's do it. Uh, Nick Rovazzini, owner, operator, second scoop gelato. What's in your mug? <laughs> What's in my mug? The Brazil Sao Luis from Tushi Coffee. Oh, nice. Like and oh, I nice. made it as an espresso for a latte, mm. and it's delicious. Yeah, dude, you've been making that. You've been you've been sending me lattes that have made me want lattes during this quarantine. I've been like, I've been like, damn, I have to go make a latte now. Um, I finally got one yesterday at Spectre, thank God, and it was delicious. Jealous. I miss but, espresso. It's uh, it's a nice little perk to have at home. Yeah. I was I was on my way to my mom's and I stopped at Spectre in Glens Falls and um, Nicole was working with I think I don't know the other girl's name that was there but they they made me a nice latte. Uh, Nick would be a little bit disappointed because it was an oat boy latte. <laughs> Oats, the worst of the dairy non dairies. <laughs> You'll be happy I because you sent me that scale. I was like you know what I haven't had cashew milk in a while and I bought cashew milk. Because you rated that as number one. Uh, that is the king. So wait, uh, okay, so you actually, you figured out how to prep your steam wand. I, I, not even on purpose. Yeah. I have no idea. So I was watching videos how to pre-infuse espresso. Like yeah. how, like, you go shop and they're, like, all way better. So I did that. And with doing that, the steam wand just goes insane. Like, the pressure is is like I'm working at stacks and I'm able to like actually properly steam my milk and now I can make really beautiful lattes at home. So I feel like validated through quarantine here. That's awesome. Yeah, because you've got a little single boy espresso machine. Yeah, I just saw a little single boiler. Yeah. So I have the Rancilio Silvia. I bought it from Hernan from Stacks. Oh, probably whoa. like two years ago. Yeah. That's awesome. And so you've, uh, yeah, you've been rocking he, that at home. And then, okay, so what's yeah. the, explain it for people listening who maybe have an espresso machine at home and like, they're like, wait, how do I prep my steam wand on this thing? Um, what, um, so Because you, you stumbled upon it and then you like saw a video or something, fine-tuned it, right? So, oh no, I didn't look at the vid video for the steam wand as much okay. as like, I was, um, Rancilia posted a video about, um, Pre-infusing. So I just like, watched that and I watched some other videos about pre-infusing to make sure I was doing everything properly. Because one thing to have a machine actually do it for you mm -hmm. versus you like just really pressing buttons on your espresso machine hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. So basically sum it up like you start as if you're going to pull a shot, but you open the steam wand a little bit for like 10 seconds. So it lets okay. out some of the water. So not all the water is saturating the puck yet. So like you have like 10 seconds of that pre-infusion and then you close the steam wand and then let it do its thing normally. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah and that's so like, you get that yeah. little, and it changes it completely. I didn't think it would have that much of effect at home, but way better. 
Dude, that's awesome. Cause yeah, those pictures that you've been sending me are dope. We'll have to like throw up a picture on, I'll say a coffee collective website or something and just show people the, the fine artwork that's been happening in the Rovatini household. Fine artwork happening in my house. <laughs> while I can't make them for humans other than yeah. myself. Oh, but, uh, Hey, whatever. Dude, just you have good just leave them on your doorstep and I'll stop by. <laughs> hey, let me know when you're around. Yep. Definitely will. Uh, actually, I am going to be down that way. You know where I live. I now. need more coffee. Yeah, we do. Actually, dude, yeah, you're not far from um, downtown Troy. That's no. nice. Yeah, you like you could nice probably walk outskirt. there if you wanted to. I once locked myself out of my house, and I had to walk down there, and it's not a okay. fun time. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot longer than I thought it was. Uh, but like once you but once you hit superior, you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I can stop here, get a drink, and now I'm in downtown and now I can just refresh myself. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I thought we were closer to downtown than we actually were too, because when we left your house, we got on whatever, 787. Mm -hmm. And yes. I'm like, oh my God, no, look, that's the like, you know, after five or six minutes of driving, I'm like Oh, yeah, there's the bridge to get to downtown Troy. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's a bit that would suck yeah. to have to walk unless you um, were Kevin. Fine yeah, and psychotic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're not all all Kevin in our fitness levels in life. I, you Kevin know, and I were talking I was, about genetics yesterday and Kevin's like, yeah, thank God that I'm not average. <laughs> like, <laughs> for real, though, like I'm I dude, I count myself as lucky, though. That's what I mean. I'm not like saying, thank God I'm not like some boring person. I'm saying, yo, I'm lucky and I'm thankful for it. Like, I, I know that there are people out there who are like, I just I can't run like that's They're not built for it genetically. Like, hey, how you doing? And I'm glad I can't. Uh, but like uh i was gonna i was gonna be like oh you guys no i'm not even no i went for a long run yesterday i've been running every day this dude there's nothing else for me to do right now i run and i do like a little bit of like work for upstate coffee collective and i contemplate when i'm going back to crew and that's it all right so nick um now that we've gotten this far oh no wait we gotta we gotta finish up what's in your mug matt what's in your mug I'm drinking uh t uh oh what is this called? I'm I'm blanking on it really quick. Um steeped coffee. I'm drinking steeped coffee, which is okay. a uh is that the it, bag? it's like a uh yeah, it's the little if you could see it's the little tea bags of coffee, man. Oh, that's the um, thing we're always advertising on Cat and Club. That's exactly right. I oh, got nice. uh my brother bought me a six month subscription of it. And it's okay. You know, it's 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 quicker, it's more convenient. It's um it is, you know, specialty coffee and mm -hmm. it's, you know, you, you hear the the whole um, oh, yeah. the whole advertisement, but it's, you know, nitrogen no, flush, so it stays fresh and uh, it's not sealed with any glue or staples. So there's as Chris Baca says, there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Thank God for um, that. And it's Thank God. And it's good. It's just like it's quick and easy. You know, we, we were getting ready for the podcast, Kevin, and you were like, Matt, what do you have? Like, are you drinking anything? And I said, no. And he's like, well, go. You you got time. But I yep. didn't want to do a full pour over. I wanted to get up here with my coffee as quickly as possible. So hot water. This is. Yeah, it's just add hot water. That's it. So, baby. They that's made it easy for you. simple. Yeah. And we look, got those. I'm. I'm drinking it out of the manliest cup in the world, too. You see nice. That? I pug and love you. <laughs> oh, Penny. So cute. Um, 
Yeah, we had those at Crew last year, like in the not in the fall last year, but no, oh no, the previous year in the fall, we were like looking into steeped as a possibility for like a way to get our coffee out there. And I remember like we got the samples in and they weren't bad. Um, they're like their morning blend was actually really nice. Their light roast or whatever it is. Yeah. The yeah. sunrise blend. Yeah. That one's really nice. It's actually, that was probably my favorite out of all of them. The other ones like they're good, but like there was nothing like notable about them, but the sunrise was really nice. Sunrise um, is a hit or miss for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it depends on how long I steep it and all that. I don't uh, keep track. Yeah. It, I, because it's, because the whole idea behind it for me is, <clears throat> sorry, the, because the whole idea right behind it for me is like simplicity and ease of use. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't keep track of how long I'm brewing or anything mm-hmm. like that. But Dude, uh, it's got, I got coffee. It's tasty. Nice. I had coffee. I've already finished it. I had Luke's uh, delicious Colombian roast going on because Evan wanted some the other day. So when I stopped at Crew, I grabbed some Colombian for the house for pour overs. And what varietal is, is that? Is it the Colombian varietal? Uh, it's just it's a, yeah it's a single origin Colombian uh, or no I don't even know if it's single I don't think it's single origin it's just it's a nice Colombian roast that's it man I mean that's cool. the one that remember we did the cupping with Luke and, yeah and he like explained the cupping process and like Q grading and going through all that and then that's what we were doing was the Colombian because it was like the easiest to just like discern yeah. the taste from and then we yep. scored it yeah. That's the one that I got. And it's honestly perfect cup of coffee. Nice and easy. Nothing crazy about it. That's exactly what I needed this morning was just like a straightforward, delicious cup of coffee. I wasn't looking to like parse flavors right now. I was looking to like just enjoy it. It's got a little bit of like a baking spice note to it. Nothing too crazy. Just each each of us are actually drinking coffee uh, in a different form right now. If you think. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nick's got a little latte cup. You've got a mason jar uh, mm-hmm. full of just, I'm assuming you did a Chemex this morning. Oh, you know it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm drinking that steeped coffee. Steeped coffee. Out of my man. pug mug. Um, yo, Nick, well, Nick's a lot, you're a latte boy. You love it. I am a latte boy. Yeah. I love lattes. Always. Not only that, you do well in the throwdowns. Yeah. What, what got you into doing latte art throwdowns? So I used to run Cider Belly right up the hill from Saks. The donut shop. I would co- yeah, the donut shop. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. not familiar, it's on North Pearl Street in downtown Albany, right Delicious. up the hill from the Saks Broadway mm-hmm. location. So on my breaks, I would go down to the Saks and just get like good coffee because we didn't have a good coffee. <laughs> we had the we had that one dollar cup for that small of God knows who, whatever Chris's it was coffee. Yeah, Chris's uh, coffee, the good old. So I'd go down there, have coffee, talk with them, get very mm-hmm. fascinated. That's when Hernan started working there. And mm-hmm. that's when I became really good friends with Hernan and Ron and Sarah and everyone. That was like the OG crew. Nice. And then they like Hernan just started teaching me because Cider probably bought an espresso machine probably um, maybe six months into me working there. Nice. And then I was like, I'm really fascinated how to do this. So Hernan basically would teach me how to like properly steam milk, how to pour. So if so, and if everyone knows Hernan is really good at latte art, she can't do a heart though. Can't do a heart. What? Other than that, he's really can't do a heart. 
every throwdown that's been the dice, he's always gotten a heart and he's been knocked out every time because he doesn't pull that. He, that's the only yeah, one wild. that I can do. <laughs> that's well, because what happens is once you start doing latte art, like the heart is what you start out with. And then yeah. after that, you're like, I never want to pour that again. Oh, Which you yeah, can do cooler. You do so many of them. You're like, yeah. yeah. So you're like, I don't want to do that. Dude, I can't wait to get back to throwdowns. Those are so much fun. I can't. Yeah, no. Jacob and Alejandro's. That was going to happen. Like, know, what was that? The end month. of March. Last month. And. Not even last month. We're in May, my guy. Two months ago. <laughs> Time doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Dudes, I want to learn how to do latte art so bad. Nick, obviously, uh, maybe you don't know. I, I guess over. at this point, I always assume people know like my background. But I I have no um, barista experience. I've never worked in, a, in a cafe. Um, I mean, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, but I really want to learn. I'll teach you my ways if you want. I have a latte and espresso yes. machine here. Just wear yeah. a mask. Stay six feet away from me. But um, <laughs> um, honestly, I didn't work a real bar shift until Christmas Eve last year at Saks. Oh, like, really? I've always been I've always been like a home barista. And then mm-hmm. I've become friends with every coffee shop. So at this point, they would just let me behind their bar, make my drink, and then go my merry way. Well, that's but, a nice privilege to have. You just like that, walk that is, in, walk past I mean, the line. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going I mean, on? Well, I, I don't bypass the line. I wait. I, like, I, I know. Like, if I come to crew, I'll just, like, go in the back, talk to Luke real quick. Be like, hey, oh, how's yeah. it going? What are you roasting? Yeah, like, I just chill back there, and then I look at the line. And then I just like give shit to the baristas at the front, probably Cat, probably Casia. Yeah. And then I just use the Slayer because I can't use the Slayer anywhere else. Uh, love yeah. the Slayer. But it's, it's a beautiful machine. Beautiful. Yeah. But uh, and that's I literally have never worked a bar shift until what three months ago, and that was because I was just bored. And it's like yeah. winter time, gelato's not a thing. I was like, Ron, you need to hire anyone. Yeah. And here I am. I, well, okay, and that's that's your main job, right? Is running. So you have a gelato company. Yeah, which actually, as of yesterday, we're going to start producing things. Yeah, as in we, as in Yay. me. Uh, I make everything out of the Placid Baker in Troy. So it's basically a partnership with Tom, uh, the okay. owner of the Placid Baker. Familiar okay. with that bakery? Really yeah. good bakery, if you haven't. So he's been doing pickups. And okay. like he literally just started doing pickup orders and all this stuff. So he's like, you know, we can add gelato to that. And I was like, cool, let's do it. Nice. So he's so, doing curbside. Yeah. I, well, he's basically doing like curbside pickup. Yeah. So <laughs> it's only on like out. Fridays and Saturdays. Okay. And he's just like, you pre-order what you want and then mm-hmm. he'll bake everything up and then you just come pick it up and then I can just make gelato and then they can pick that up too. Oh, cool, man. How did uh, you start getting into making gelato? How did that come yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I used to write for a website called On Second Scoop, which was an ice cream review website. So, <laughs> some people know that of me. Some people do not know that. I used to what? review ice cream. Like, and yeah, that's actually how I have podcast experience. I did podcasts Whoa. about ice cream. I used to go to like food shows and all of this stuff. And people used to send me free ice cream. It was the they best were. time. Of my life. Yeah. And then I finally got to the point that I started making all, like I did 
I made a Tumblr that went semi-viral for ice cream sundaes because I was bored with what I was finding in the grocery stores. And then it oh. transferred to me wanting to just make my own stuff. So I worked for, I mean, I have like a little home machine as well. Like I have a home espresso machine, a home ice cream machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I messed around with that. And then I got, I've known a lot of people in the industry from reviewing stuff. And I got mm-hmm. a job offer uh, about two years ago for a company called Gelato Fiasco based out of Maine. Um, so right. they have retail pints nationwide. So I was working on product development for those. And I have three flavors that are in grocery stores right now for that brand. Whoa. So it's, yeah, then it got to the point that I was like, okay, I've peaked. And yeah. I don't like peaking. I don't like plateauing. I like go above. So I was like, I'm going to do my own thing. And yeah. I did my own thing. And here we are. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. And the first time I ever met you, you came in a crew and you did exactly what we were just talking about. You went in the back immediately, you talked to Luke, and then you went up front and were bugging the baristas. And I was like, and I was just like watching you because I was making cold brew that day. And I was like, who's this guy? Like, what's going on? And then when you left, I asked Luke and he goes, oh, that's Nick. He owns Second Scoop Gelato. And I'm like, what's that? And then your gelato showed up. And I was like, damn, dude, that is some good stuff. I, I remember meeting you too. And you're like, hi, I'm Kevin. I was like, Nice to meet you. You're like, like nice to meet you. Me nice chest now, tattoos. Nice buttons. <laughs> no, the, no, they were, but he was covered. I did not oh, yeah. see that. They I had a shirt on. He, he's I evolved. I had a shirt on. Back, back story. When I was 16, playing soccer, I tore my ACL. Oh, so, wow. oh, and I was a heavy kid. I was like almost 200 pounds, 200 pounds ish. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so having to do um, physical therapy showed me just how out of shape I was because I was a goalie in soccer. So, you know, I didn't oh. have to do much running. I didn't have to do anything like that. And I yeah. told my ACL, I was like, wow, I'm really out of shape. And I was like, oh, this is because I eat like crap. So I've been basically cooking for myself since I was 16. Like my parents weren't the greatest of cooks and hopefully mm. they're not watching at any point because they see my name. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So I started cooking for myself. I started doing healthier things. I was still eating a lot of ice cream because I started reviewing this stuff maybe when I was 18, 19. Yeah. But like everything in moderation, like I learned yeah, all true. about healthy things. Like, like you can eat a lot of like something healthy, like a salad that's not covered in bacon and you know mm-hmm. dressings and all that crap, and then eat like, a pint of ice cream. Like I was, or if you're working out, like you can literally. Oh, I found so many bodybuilders from reviewing ice cream. Like they comment on my stuff to this day. Like bodybuilders oh, yeah. love ice cream. Like that is their. Oh yeah. They are very also like the biggest ice cream snobs I've ever met. Whoa, bodybuilders. They're probably like if what I'm gonna if I'm gonna consume well, I mean, you know 500 calories yeah. in ice cream right now, I better enjoy the shit out of it. Oh, it's not even 500. It's like a thousand. Like yeah, they're, cheat day, dude. They're chowing up. There's like people are eating a pint a day normally. It's not even yeah. cheat day. It's just it's just day day. It's just like what um, we're living in right now. I'm not so, gonna lie. I definitely had a pint of cashew milk, whatever, last night. Like I had it was like caramel whatever. brownie. It was the Archer. You know how like Archer Farms? Oh, Archer yeah. Farms. Yeah, Target. I, yeah, I had their. Yeah, I know too much about ice cream. Yeah. How whatever. It? It was. I haven't had it. Yeah. Yet. What. What are it's your good. feelings on Halo Top since you're oh, an ice cream yeah. snob? So 
I hate Halo Top. I think it should I not it. be named yes. ice cream. Legally, it should not be called ice cream because it doesn't Why? fill in the blank. Because So ice cream has, like, ice cream actually is regulated. You need at okay. least 8% butter to be considered ice cream. I'm Kevin is right next to his screen right yeah. now for everyone who can't no, see. No, I love. He I is love very. <laughs> so yeah, so you need eight percent butterfat at least to be called ice cream. Like okay. I went to a science course about what it is. So there's a definition. Gelato, no definition. If you're gonna make shit like that, call it gelato because it sounds fancier. But like I, for what it is, Halo Top is good. Like okay. for what it's trying to be, it's trying to be a frozen protein shake. That's okay. what it is. It's not ice cream. Now, if you think yeah. of it like a frozen yeah. protein shake, awesome. But you think of it as ice cream, no, they're two different worlds. The branding is different. really great, right? Because it makes you think like, because I mean, I've had plenty of Halo Top in my life. And, I, you know, the, the whole idea, they, they put the calorie contents of the entire pint right on the front, like 360 calories for this entire pint. You're like, what? I could go for that, yeah. you know? And that was that was their whole marketing thing. So when I was at Gelato Fiasco, they were we were um, actually I, I don't know I have an NDA and all that stuff, so I can't go into all of that. But mm -hmm. um, Halo Top's market share just kept dropping and dropping. They peaked so fast, and then everyone else jumped on the game and did uh, a superior product. Yeah, they didn't. It's like Ben and Jerry's non-dairy. Like mm -hmm. it's not good. It's gotten yeah. way better, but they mm -hmm. literally just just went and rushed it. And I was yeah. like, how are you going to survive? And they, they did. And they're doing really well with their non-dairy because they have a name like Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. But like when there's brands like So Delicious out there, which I will argue is the best non-dairy you're going to find. Like, oh, okay. Like the coconut like, milk ones? They yeah. do like a coconut, so, an almond, they, a cashew. Yeah, the cashew, yeah. okay. cashew line is phenomenal. So yeah. like I would argue like, like with brands like that that are full vegan, like I uh -huh. can't see like a true vegan supporting a Ben and Jerry's who's – Maybe 10% of their sales is vegan. 90% mm -hmm. is like dairy. So, but yeah, well, yeah. Halo Top yeah. is its own piece. But like they, I, they came out of nowhere. I actually reviewed them. I was one of the first people to review them because they sent me four of their original pints. And their original stuff was good. And then they got sold. I want to say Unilever owns them, which Unilever owns a lot of people at this point. I don't know if they actually own What's Halo Top. Unilever? But so Unilever is like a conglomerate. It's a big brand. They own Ben & Jerry's. They own Talenti. They own um, Klondike Bar, Briars. So, so have you noticed so like a Like if I'm looking at the – yeah, so like if I'm looking at the ice cream section in the grocery store, most of it's Unilever. Uh, yeah, the majority of it's Unilever. There's like oh. only three real – yeah. That's why you'll find Haagen-Dazs, I would say, is the superior of the pint brands, even though they're only 14 mm -hmm. ounces, but they're not owned by Unilever. Like Unilever, okay. in my personal opinion, and hopefully they don't like find me and kill me or something and dump my they're body. They're breaking down they, the door they, right now. They, they ruin products. Lenti Gelato used to be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Ben & Jerry's used to be so creative. Like, But all this stuff, like since they bought these brands, their quality has suffered. Like Briars yeah. isn't even ice cream anymore. I think only mm -hmm. their vanilla, their chocolate, strawberry are called ice cream. The rest is frozen dairy dessert, which is a whole different other beast. Because they're okay. Which so a lot that, going back that that's because they don't meet the qualification to be yeah, ice cream. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So so when Briars came out with Briars Gelato, it's very similar to what their normal ice cream is. Well, uh -huh. ice cream, but 
they added like layers and like swirls and stuff to make it look fancy. But at the end yes. of the day, it's just a very airy product. Okay. So like they, so it turns into a frozen dessert when you start or incorporating a lot of air, which makes it overrun, which they have a high overrun. That's why like if you pick up like a container of briars versus uh-huh. a pint of Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's is going to probably feel the same weight as that 48 ounce container because there's more air in the briars product. Oh. that's why also like they have a lower calorie count because they're like oh you think it's so much healthier because well, you're eating air like it's air is actually an ingredient like that's, that's why nuts. ice cream yeah i never want to get into the grocery store game because it's just a competition of sugar milk and air that's all ice cream that's is it. wow like those are the three ingredients made ingredients and it's just like how do you spin it a different way so what you're saying is it's better to find a local gelato company like Second Scoop and get some real bomb-ass gelato or ice cream. Yes, especially mm-hmm. since, you know, I'm not making it on like a massive scale. I mean, like any of the places that are making it themselves, yeah. they're making it in store. It's like you buying coffee from a small roaster versus you buying coffee from the big roasters. Yeah. Like, like Which we, buying a Starbucks yeah. versus buying... Like a crew coffee, exactly. two different beasts, yep. two different so demographics where are you? as well. So, so where I mean, are you I, making your coffee, or your coffee? Your yeah, where I'm are you making your gelato? Welcome to the so Upstate out of the pl- Second Scoop Gelato <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> All right. So I'm making it out of the Placid Baker in Troy. Yeah, so that's like yeah. where. All that is. So, like, I make everything out of there. We're a little at like a new location to produce because okay. with wholesale, you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Department of Agriculture is weird and you need like its own three bay sink for doing mm. dairy stuff. So uh, we're looking at a different location to produce so we can do more wholesale. Okay. Right now, all I do is just sell for the store and then do events and pop ups and catering type stuff. Nice. So, um, OK, so are you what are you making it in? Like, what's the process of you making gelato? Take us like from the very beginning where you got like your first base ingredients through to a finished product okay so i since i've gone to my schools and stuff for like making things mm-hmm. like stuff i created my own gelato based formula and then so which you, you have don't a have to share customer. but <laughs> oh no i'm not yeah <laughs> it's, it's, there's cream there's milk there's sugar there's some air not much air because gelato like the real gelato is denser than ice cream. So there's only like, yeah, typical gelato has like a 30% overrun. Mm-hmm. Typical ice cream is at like 70. So mm-hmm. it's denser, more flavorful, all that fun stuff. Cause I'm sure I'm going to get the question. What's the difference between gelato and ice cream? Gelato is um, more dense, less air, more dense. Uh, yeah. Less air, more flavorful and actually mm-hmm. technically healthier because it's more milk than cream. That's oh. why the butter fats. Like actually, if I think about, Butterfat has to be 10% for ice cream because gelato is at my gelato is at 8%. So, okay. yeah, so ice cream needs to be 10% correction from earlier in the podcast, not okay. 8%. So, so um, you're, so you're, you're pushing that percentage by having like a good amount in there and then, like, but you're still not ice cream. You're still gelato. Still gelato. And that's how it okay. is traditionally in Italy. So it's okay. like around 8% butterfat. Oh, um, that's yeah. So, so you're, you're traditional. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. exactly. And that's, point the like the point is like traditional gelato but with like american spins like 
mm-hmm. bunch of chunks, swirls, all the fun stuff that Americans love. Because when was the last time you ate a base only ice cream? Yeah. Like, uh, some people can like maybe for doing like a Sunday or something, but you're adding the swirls and chunks yourself. Yeah. Like I can't remember the last time I was like, you know what sounds good? Just a scoop of vanilla. Because I want vanilla with cookie dough but, yeah. and fudge. Yeah. Like other yeah. stuff that makes fun. I don't, but, I don't want um, just yeah. vanilla. This is a totally different thing, especially like, you know, Nick, you'll you'll probably cringe at this, but um, <laughs> you know, one of our favorite places to get ice cream is like a soft serve place. Um, so soft serve is actually very similar to gelato and like creation like it's very like soft serve mixes run at like six percent butterfat so soft serve is actually healthier than normal if you're like being all healthy about it like soft serve is not sugarier or anything like that my only issue with soft serve is that every place doing soft serve is buying the same mix from the same person it's the same Uh, dairy providing so if you go to one shop and people are like, oh, their soft serve is better than their soft serve. Like the that's, only thing that's the variable is how much air the person puts into the soft serve and what they're flavoring with. Those are the things. Okay. Just like you get a so so like what I was gonna say, my base, I came <clears> up with the formula, but I outsource it to a different dairy because they specialize in this stuff. They specialize okay. in making bases and all that stuff. I'm not gonna okay. go through the process of handling milk and all no. that stuff because milk goes bad. But Milk like basically can be so you, a headache. Yeah. So you got these ingredients though. And yeah. then step two, mixing. Step right? two. Uh, well, I'm like I said, so the other dairy makes the actual mix, like the okay. base mix. So I get that from the dairy because it's mm-hmm. my formula. They specialize in doing all this stuff. They get better prices on milk than I ever could. And okay. then they deliver the base to me. Then from okay. there, it turns into what am I making? Like okay. if I want to make a peanut butter base. I'll mm-hmm. take a certain amount of the like the white base I get, and then okay. I'll add a certain amount of peanut butter into it. I'll mm. blend it to hell. Then you got a peanut butter base. You throw it through the machine. It takes about six minutes, and then it's ready to go. So it's a if you want to look it up. I don't know how to spell it. It's Are called you? Carpeggiani. That's okay. the gelato machine. Nice. So very. I was, yeah, I was gonna ask if you have like a Paco jet or something. <laughs> No, it's it's an actual yeah. So uh, I mean, I use uh, I use like a big old immersion blender to blend mm-hmm. every, and then yeah, it goes into a standard batch freezer that can make about like four gallons at a rip. So like every six minutes, nice. I can just produce gallon after gallon after gallon if I'm doing oh, like cool. the same flavor. So like what you do with gelato is you put the base in, and then it churns, mm-hmm. and then once it's done churning. Like you extract it from the machine, and that's when you can start um, adding like what you want to put into it. So if it's a peanut butter base, I want a fudge swirl. So like I'll start swirling in the fudge, which you have to do delicately, or it starts to like just blend. And mm-hmm. then like you just gotta fold it, and then oh, let's add some brownies into it. So you have a peanut butter fudge brownie gelato. Then you add mm. the brownies into it, and you put it into a deep freeze. It freezes, it's ready to go. Or I, I typically will take it right from the machine after I mix it and then hand pint it. Like mm-hmm. I know what's going to it. Like I don't have like a machine pinting thing. I yeah. have it, it's my hand. I see what's going in. So each one has that special care into it that you're ensuring that no one's like, the lowest thing you want to do is get a pint of ice cream that doesn't have what it's advertised to have. Mm-hmm. Like you want everything in it and you want it to be similarly packed. Like you yeah. want like a good amount of stuff. 
So like if I'm spending a good amount of money on something, I want it to be good. I, mean, I don't dude. want to be like, oh, they're a small business, blah, blah. No, it's mm-hmm. like I want it to be as perfect as it can get each and every time with then like human error. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm only hearing selling points here. Artisan made, traditional style gelato, hand-packed pints. Like, I mean, these these are three selling points already. That's He's your marketing guy. I want some. <laughs> right now, I mean, I went to school for marketing. Yeah, me too. So it's real good. You know, that's good. You know, Nick, oh, I you went to school I, for marketing. Yeah, I went to St. Rose. Oh, that's nice. why I moved here. Oh. I'm from Johnstown, which is in the middle of nowhere. If you guys are oh. familiar, Johnstown. I love Johnstown. Used to drive through Johnstown. No, oh, what is this nothing. place? <laughs> <laughs> we do have a on my way shop to the now, thruway. Though. Have you guys been to the coffee shop there? They're the only other place yeah, with Slayer right here that I know about. Yeah, what is that place uh, called? Second Wind. Second Wind Coffee. I have not been there yet. We've actually okay, so we've loosely been in touch with them. I don't even think I've yeah. met them in person yet. But no, no he's been meaning I to don't get think out there. He does much. Yeah, no, he's been blowing up. Like he did this really cool coffee cart thing with like an old horse carriage. Oh, like, nice. Brilliant. Yeah, and it's same like similar vibe to Iron Coffee. It's like mm-hmm. more like bikes, not as much like heavy metal though. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's like more like a biker coffee thing. But yeah, that's, awesome. that's like that's our Johnstown now has a coffee shop and it's like the weirdest thing ever. That's so cool, it's like man. just like going in there. I'm like, this guy's this guy's inventory and machinery costs more than like most people's houses. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Johnstown is pretty rural, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got more cows than people. It's like Wyoming. Um, Matt, you were about <laughs> to say something. What were you saying? Um Oh, I was going to ask you. Oh, I was going to make a joke because that's all I can really do on most podcasts is fucking. Hit me around, up, Matt. But... Hit me with your joke. Do it. Please all right, do. Kevin's buttons. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> it would have been really cool. We'll have to have you on another time. This whole podcast. And uh, like all of us can do a taste, gelato tasting. Taste some fucking gelato. You could walk us through the flavors. I'm just trying to get gelato. I mean, I'm just me and Kevin have ideas. We haven't yeah, we, shared our ideas. Yeah, Matt, we we got a little surprise in the works for you actually. Uh, but what? because what? of social, yeah, don't don't look you worry about that, buddy. Your window. Nick, Nick and I, uh, yeah, look There's outside your window right now. Um, <laughs> no, Nick and I uh, have been we've been chatting uh, behind your back about a little uh, like gelato tasting experiment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit you up with a nice surprise. I wasn't gonna say anything, but then because I, I but Nick said something. We we got something in the works already. Okay. Well, we got yeah. a surprise. I didn't say much. I didn't I didn't yeah. too much. But we got a surprise yeah, no. for next yeah, time. Yeah, we're gonna go check my mailbox for melted ice cream. We'll leave it there. Yeah, check your mailbox. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I will throw it through your window, just like <laughs> attached He'll to freeze a brick. It, freeze it extra <laughs> and just extra hard, so it's just like a brick. <laughs> Right through the window. Okay, so wait. Just okay, so you've been warned. So you went to school for marketing. You ran Cider Belly Donuts. You're making gelato, and now like, and that's your main job. And then here and there, you're just picking up like barista shifts and making dope latte art. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, awesome. I'm a man of many many hats. Yeah, you are. Oh, dude. Speaking of, one thing that you do that I am amazed by, you actually do a really good job of this. Concert photography. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Nick has asked me to remove this section only because uh, currently concerts are very much dead. 
and he wanted to instead use this moment to turn our attention towards uh, another thing that he's doing. He is documenting the protests that are happening around the capital region, especially the two big ones in Glens Falls and in Troy, New York. Nick has been out there on the front lines with Kevin, and he's been taking really beautiful, emotional, awe-inspiring photos of our community coming together around um, the black community and watching our community fight injustice and racism and hate. Um, if you want to see more of that, check out his Instagram page. That would be at Nick Rovo, N-I-C-K-R-O-V-O. Um, that's it. And moving on to the next thing. Thanks. Uh, I want to hear more. So what's your favorite gelato to make, man? I don't know. I right don't really now. have, like, like, right now, seeing as I've made so much stuff this year, you know, <laughs> winter and then coronavirus, um, mm-hmm. I don't... Favorite to make or favorite to eat? Uh, favorite okay. to make is vanilla bean because that is so simple. All I do is add vanilla mm-hmm. and then I run it through really a machine. Does it smell really good when you're making it? Oh, yeah. It smells delicious. But mm. it's like it's, Yo. it's very simple to make and so simple to make. And okay. so simple to make if I didn't stress quiz. that yet. Pop, Pop quiz. quiz. What's the difference between vanilla and vanilla bean? I mean – a vanilla bean and vanilla are very similar. Vanilla bean has the little bits in it, but the bits don't add anything besides eye color. Ah. Like it's and not it like it's well not eye color, but like a little bit like to the eye because you have the sense in your head. Ah, vanilla bean way more expensive as the bean bits, but yep. the bits don't add any flavor. Oh, uh, vanilla is a whole whole different beast because it's really expensive. Like, thankfully, like, I use, like, real, like, 100% um, Madagascar vanilla. Mm-hmm. But, like, vanilla is expensive. So, like, you have oh, natural yeah, vanilla flavor. You have vanillin. You have, like, vanilla bean, like, flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, so you need to do definitely, like, the, if you want, like, quality vanilla, make sure you're not buying, like, an, like, a, nat- like, even if it says natural vanilla, it's mm-hmm. not... It's not all vanilla. Okay. So because vanilla is expensive. But yeah, that's the whole difference between vanilla, vanilla bean. French vanilla bee egg yolks are used. So it gives it more of an eggy custard flavor. Mm. Um, what other? Those are like the three vanillas that exist. But yeah, vanilla bean isn't too much different from vanilla. Besides, like, they add the specks into it. So, like, you could be actually cutting up a vanilla bean and scraping those specks out and doing all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's, like, you can actually buy, like, packets of just vanilla bean specks. They exist oh. in packets. So, I cool. use, like, full vanilla bean paste. So, like, mm-hmm. it's, already, it's already, like, vanilla. It's just the whole thing. So, like, that gives the specs and all that fun stuff to give that little eye appeal, make it look a little interesting and classier. Oh, cool. But, but yeah, yeah, there's no real added benefit from the specs other than eye candy. Well, I mean, we eat with our eyes, man. Yeah. yeah we, so Talking about earlier. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. And not only that, yeah, latte art, you know, like, if you got good latte art, you feel better about that latte, you know? Yeah. Well, not oh, yeah. only that, good latte art also does mean that there was a, a proper 
amount of yeah, foam going you're, you're on there too. Yeah, yes. because yeah, bad latte art has like all the bubbles all over and it's broken up, um, which is really inter- that's actually that's an interesting thing that I've never thought about. Is like, you know, when you get that good latte art, it is actually a mark of quality um, yeah. because it means they did a good job. They were able to make the art. <laughs> like even if it was just like a heart that mm-hmm. looked nice, it's still mm-hmm. a, the properly steamed milk texture mm. and all that good stuff. Which is a whole technique. Oh, my God. And there's everyone has a different one. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think I've seen two people do it the same way. I've yeah, I've seen a few. Evan, definitely. He's got a good technique. Um, He's really good at latte art, like especially if a throwdown's coming up. He'll practice like three times a day at crew. Evan's just a really talented barista. Mm -hmm. Like. He, he knows a lot. He knows his shit, dude. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Every I've time I, him. every time I cup coffee with him, he's just he's got a really astute palate, which oh, is a yeah. really funny way of saying that he picks up notes that I could never. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, this has got a, this has got a nice, you know, apricot flavor to it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think I could imagine what an apricot tastes like in this moment. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I'd I have mean, to. Bite into one right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's he's got that fine dining experience too, which definitely yeah, helps. He, like, I, if you've worked in high end food, you've tasted some really cool things. I'm not a a note taster. I'm very, very very much adamant against notes on coffee bags. <laughs> That uh, yeah. aren't like generic we've, notes. If we've talked about that, yeah, yeah you, you yeah. hate cotton candy notes on bags. I, I hate, <laughs> I hate things. Oh, I love it. I love like the concept. I love that Luke was ballsy enough to write cotton candy on a geisha. But like, <laughs> is it going to taste like cotton candy? No. And, <laughs> like, like if you're trying to get people that are used to flavored coffee into the specialty coffee world, mm-hmm. you. Like that's like misleading to me. Like that's, that's I, not kind. Can't. I'd rather it just say like sugary sweet or like I like the whole like the like cup profiles like sweet, yeah. nutty, fruity because those yep. are generic. Yeah. But like when you get down to things that are like, oh, this has hints of blackberries with blueberries, mm-hmm. and I'm like, have you ever had a blueberry in your life? Because blueberries uh, don't have that strong of a flavor. No, no, um, no, 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 no. It's, it's blueberry flavor. It's not yeah, actually. Like, we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, no, one thing. Okay. So one. here's what I'll say about it is, and I've had this conversation a few times in even just the past week, is working in wine and working in coffee, I've picked up this. There, There is, especially if you're getting people into specialty coffee, there's a really nice way to approach flavors. And it's the way that you're describing. Nutty fruity like giving more of the general sense of it because the more you're taste the more you're actively tasting things the more you're training your palate the more like you're prepping yourself to be able to parse these smaller more niche flavors that exist in things in wine or in coffee the better off you are at picking them out that doesn't mean that the person who's just walking into a wine store or just walking into a coffee shop is going to be like, oh, yeah, I definitely got the honeysuckle in that. Or, oh, yeah, I pick up the cotton candy. Like some people just aren't even trained for it yet. Their palates aren't ready because it's like forming a new language. So like you're Nick, you're totally right. Like there's a really 
good way to get people into specialty coffee by having more general flavors. And then if someone does want to go to that high end, like sommelier, coffee expert, Q grader level, you have to put in time and effort. Like yeah. you have to, you have to study. And really, what you're doing is you're actively changing the mapping of your brain to not only pick up those notes, but to be able to identify them as well, which is super interesting to me. Yeah, yeah you're you know, creating. Go ahead. No, no, you got it. You got it, Matt. Always. <laughs> I've got it. This You're is right, this is right. the this is the hazard of not having video. <laughs> well, it's also the hazard so was, of being on Skype is like the delay too. You know oh yeah, I mean? yeah. And also, I've been like interrupting everyone anyway because I'm always like, "Hey, I have words too." I like it. Well, you're the guest, so like your your yeah, words yeah. are more important than our words. Yeah, is what I always say. We are all equally important. It is 2020, Aww, my guy. That's my guy. All right, Nick, what were you gonna <laughs> yeah. say? Nick, what? I ain't you show know, God, no. buddy. I, I said Matt. Matt gets to go, so uh, Matt, Matt. Because I'm. What were you gonna say, Matt? Just to just to kind of continue to riff off what you were saying, Kevin. When when you're when you're learning about what when you're learning about tasting anything whether it's coffee wine scotch uh -huh. like any sort of specialty craft beverage you, yep. yeah like the the descriptors are to me <clears throat> sorry I've, i in the morning i have a hard time with my throat so i'm just gonna we're gonna cut that i'm gonna back <laughs> off i'm gonna take a second we're gonna do it again i okay. hate when my 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 throat in the morning you know mm -hmm. yeah it's, yeah gross I sound like a like a smoker in the shower. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so just to kind of riff off what you were saying, Kevin, like when you are learning how to taste something, any sort of craft beverage, it's you're right. Like the descriptor that you're using is not a direct flavor. You're you're not necessarily getting blueberry juice <laughs> coming out of your coffee or your wine. What it is 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 it's an approximation, right? Like uh -huh. it's, it's an estimation to create the pathway that connects that, you know, chemical compound in that drink with yep. something your brain is already attuned to and going, Oh, yes. that is that flavor. Okay. Yep. I can see how that might taste like that to some people. That's the way that I'm always yes. thinking is like, there's a, uh, there is a, I'm trying to think. Well, the classic example is Ethiopian Yurgachev. Uh, most mm -hmm. Ethiopians tend to lately, you know, especially have that big blueberry bomb that they call it flavor where it's just boom, mm -hmm. like blueberry. But it, it's, it's just an approximation of blueberry that we've been able to, you know, train our brains to identify. That's the way that I always mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah. Uh, like, so you're yeah, right. I like going to coffee just blind. Like, I don't want to know anything about the coffee in the slightest. Like, I want to be like, okay. You want to be totally cool, surprised. Let me taste this. Yeah, I want, like, like how a cupping should be. Like, you know zero about the coffee. You just, like, know, hey, look, coffee. And then just, like, go into it and then, like, make my own notions, which I think that's, oh, like, yeah. how a lot of people do do it as well. But, like, when you look yeah. at the flavor wheel, I don't know if you guys ever, like, really take a moment to, like, appreciate how, like, detailed it gets. But mm -hmm. like I'm looking at it right now, it's like they have so the flavor wheel. I agree with the 
inner circle and the second circle. But once we go out to that last circle, when you start saying mm. things, taste, like underripe, a key pod, um, maltic mm-hmm. and malic acid. If you can tell me what malic acid is like, we we can we can talk all day about oh, that. Oh, dude, can, I was gonna. Actually, I thought you were gonna be like, we, we got problems, actually, brother. We we can no, we can tell you exactly what malic acid tastes like. That's actually a defect that's found in coffee, and you can. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Luke has Luke. I think he still has it. Um, he has like this powder that you can add to, I think water or coffee. I forget. Like Luke could tell you, but like he actually has it. And when you add it, you like the malic acid just comes right out of it. And like when you taste it, like you make a face. Right. So then if, but like, so then if you get some sort of a, a note of it, some sort of just like a hint of it in your coffee, that's the that's the identifier of a defect. Uh, well, yeah, if, it, if it's really prevalent. Yeah, for sure. Like you okay. don't want coffee to be too acidic for sure. Not yeah, like, yeah, there's definitely like some it's just some like wild like things. That, yeah. Like you just like read and you're like, huh, papery. I, I can right. see papery. Papery, papery makes sense. Yeah. Like if you're doing yep. a pour over and you're not and you're not like r- rinsing it out after like pre-wetting the filter. Mm-hmm. You get that. Mm-hmm. But, like meaty brothy is my favorite one on the flavor reel. I want. What? I I have this idea for a meat-based coffee. I've I've <laughs> talked about. <laughs> yes, I, yes, you I, have. I, I, I'm very much. I'm very much. We about have this talked about this. It, the flavor, there's so many flavors that are savory on this flavor wheel. Like, mm-hmm. we could make that coffee. Yeah, you're yeah, talking Guy about a coffee. sponsor it, and we're yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna, you're pairing that coffee with, like, ribeye, like, yeah. southern barbecue. <laughs> I mean, even if, like, you just go into it, and it's just, like, pre-ground coffee for, like, a coffee rub on, like, steak. Yeah. Boom. Well, let, I mean, if we're getting really into it, that's okay. So this is this is actually this is part of what interests me the most about I, I just I love beverages the same way that my brother loves food. I just I love beverages like I'm always like concocting things in my head or like tasting things and trying to pick out different notes or I'm talking to people who are quote unquote expert tasters, sommeliers, things like that. I love so you said something that you said, Nick, that's like really key sticks out to me is that you agree with the first two inner wheels of the flavor wheel. But once you get out into those specific flavors, that's where they're starting to lose you. And that's what I find to be interesting is there are people who are like, oh, I definitely, like there are people who have spent enough time tasting things where like that third wheel makes sense to them because they're, they've learned how to identify it. And, you know, going back to, kind of like the crux of what we're talking about i think you're totally right like most people they're gonna get that inner wheel yeah got it like that second one you might start to lose a few people who maybe haven't gotten into tasting things too much and then like once you get out to the third there are some people are like i just i don't no i'm I'm sorry i did i didn't get a waft of wheatgrass in this i'm sorry i didn't like (laughs) i had a coffee that said fennel on it and I'm like, mm-hmm. one, I really hope it does mm-hmm. not taste like fennel. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is not the first time I find a tasting note and it's and it's fennel. Well, okay. I but think, like, yeah, I, no, I, I think like, the funny thing about that like, is like, oh, sorry. No, you're true. No, you no, go, go right. No, uh, I, I, was I was gonna, gonna say, say like, even <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> okay, Kevin, go. just go. You're handsomer. Let's go. Alright. Uh no, I was gonna say, well, maybe <laughs> fennel to me always has like a licorice taste. So that that they might have been like, 
oh, we don't want to put licorice on this, so let's put fennel. Like, because people like fennel more, even though they have like they have similar notes. Anyway, what were you gonna say? I mean, I I, I can see that. Also, but like when you think of some of the companies and you look at the flavor wheel and they go off the flavor wheel. So I think it was mm. oddly that you tried at Stacks when you came. I think it was oddly mm-hmm. correct. And like I love what they do on their bags. They have a tasting notes and then they have the cup profile. Cup profile, mm-hmm. perfect. I want yeah. always. But yeah. like their one said lime aid. So like mm-hmm. it's not just a citrus, like citrus mm-hmm. fruit. They go the next step to go to lime, and lime then they go the aid. next step to get lime aid. So yeah. now you're thinking, okay, lime aid, that is lime juice, water, and sugar. Yep. So you're getting that specific. And I'm like, okay, now, now you're losing me here. Now, yeah. if you said lime, I've been fine with you, but like, or just like citrus fruit, perfect. Like mm-hmm. when they say stone fruit's awesome, yep. and like generic, once you start going into that nitty gritty, it's like, okay. I get, I get what you're trying to do, but yeah. for like specialty coffee to grow, I think it uh-huh. needs to be way more inclusive than yeah. getting to the point that I feel. I mean, I guess I've been involved in coffee now since uh, what early 2010. So well, not 2010, mm. but like the last decade of yep. coffee, and I just like what I've seen the trends like. It's gotten better and better, but it's gotten to the point that's like, how do I outshine this other roaster? Mm. And that's turning into not making a better product as mm. it's trying to be more catchier with like, oh, these are the tasting notes. Like yeah. they're evolving tasting notes, not so much changing their processes. Cause mm. like outside of, I mean, I'm not, I will not say that I am well versed in what processes people use but outside of like honey processed mm-hmm. there hasn't been too many unique things no. in like, like changes in the coffee well, world besides like like cold brew becoming mainstream in the past like mm-hmm. decade other mm-hmm. than that like there i mean i guess cold brew and then you have places like verb doing flash brew yep. which is just flash like was it just going straight to be cold or something like that oh they make it hot and they flash freeze it flash so freeze, it goes yeah. yeah so a lot of hot takes on this podcast a lot oh, of hot lot. takes no i love it <laughs> me, like, i just have an opinion on everything and mm-hmm. it might be wrong it might be right at the end of the day it's an opinion and yeah i might ruffle feathers or i might cause you to think yeah that's cool too mm. i love but we can so take- I Go would right say in, in coffee, um, the your those the things that you're saying that like a lot of the processes haven't changed. That's actually we're kind of like on the cusp of that right now, like on the eve of some of those changes, because the things that you're starting to see, honey process is a type of fermentation, and you're starting to see people mess around with fermentation in coffee, like yeah. lacto fermentation, um, and some of the ones that are being rated as quote unquote. I don't I don't know what the actual like process is for it, but they're they're competition coffees. Some of them I'm starting to see these fermentations pop up. And then not only that, with people with coffee becoming more popular and people becoming more in tune with what they like, things that you're going to start seeing are different varietals being grown in countries that they haven't been grown in before. I mean, I've, I've heard whispers of high grade Robusta coming around that actually like has some tasting notes to it. <laughs> um, I have yet to see it, so I'm not going to verify that, but 
I've, you know, like that's, that's been kind of like, I've, I've heard it enough times where like I'm keeping an ear open and like, if someone's like, oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. This is high grade Robusta. I'm probably just going to grab the cup out of their hand and be like, I need to try this right now. Uh, oh yeah, no, I can definitely <laughs> see that. I feel, I feel like third wave has been dead for a bit and we just haven't like the fourth wave of coffee needs to come at some point here. Like, yeah. yeah Cause I don't know. I just not seeing like being friends with most people in the area and coffee business, I'm just not seeing any like differentiation among mm-hmm. like what everyone's doing, which mm-hmm. I mean, we, we are lucky. We live in an area full of so many local roasters that yeah. we're like spoiled at this point. Oh yeah, we are but, like, I, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for, for the next thing of coffee. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be, I want it to be more inclusive and less like starting to like, go on the outskirts and making it more of like a niche thing like because mm-hmm. coffee is so i mean it's just like gelato like gelato is some people would seem it as like extravagant and all this stuff and not typically mm-hmm. attainable in my eyes like people yeah i've had so many people come to like a pop-up and they try it like wow i didn't realize like how good this is because like they were intimidated by the name and all that yep. stuff but like when i'm doing it's like making like creative flavors that they're familiar with mm-hmm. i'm not going all out calling something bacchio which bacchio translates to chocolate hazelnut mm. and like well yeah like, and- i would call like i'm not going to that like intimidation factor yeah. like i want everyone because like it's so universal like Ice cream, coffee, all these things are so universal. They all mm-hmm. tell a story. That's why I love – I'm friends with so many coffee food people because, like, if you're in the food world, you're passionate about what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. not in it for, like, oh, yeah, I like food. Like, no, you love food and mm-hmm. you love everything about it. And you love learning. You love finding new ways to do things. That's what, like, the coffee thing I love is that there's so many different ways to brew a single coffee. Mm-hmm. Like – a pour oh, yeah. over of something could be meh compared to batch brew, which is yeah. amazing to me. Like yeah. you think that like, Oh yeah. Like that single cup, like that attention to detail should produce like that better coffee. But like I've had batch brews because Hernan's always like roasting new things and trying new mm-hmm. things, which I imagine Luke does the same exact thing. And I was like, huh? Like there's so much that like to learn. There's so many different like methods to brew things and different ways. Like that's the cool stuff. Like the coffee nerd stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff I'm loving right now. Like Ron, Ron taught me how to make um, an espresso shot using um, a super fine grind, but less um, le- less grams. It was like 13.4 grams mm-hmm. versus like 19 that we use. Yeah, and, and like it's produced one of the best espresso shots I've ever had. That's awesome. So it's like, there's so many different things you can do. And it's well, yeah, and Ron actually, I was talking to Ron. He actually uh, was letting me in on his homebrew progress that he's been doing during uh, quarantine. And he's he's been messing around with the V60. And he mentioned he had a, a little thing that he was doing where he was doing like a second row spin using the V60. I, I can't quote exactly what it was right now. I got it in my messages, but I was really intrigued by that when I was talking to him. Um, just like the way that he's been approaching, even just like his first cup of coffee in the morning, because he's been noticing he's getting more flavor out of that. Um, but yeah, you're right. You dude, you're totally right. There's so many different ways that you can do it. 
I think the thing that's really cool about you doing pop-ups is it gives you that opportunity to educate people like you did to us on gelato and ice cream, because I didn't even know those portions, like before you quoted those. I didn't know the 10%, 8% thing. I didn't know like the difference between gelato and ice cream coming into this, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. not many people do. <laughs> yeah. It, inf- I feel like information presented the right way is... Uh, is a huge component of making craft food and beverage like approachable. Like we, I agree. we keep coming back to that, you know, that conversation, that subject of approachability. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's huge because you want to sell somebody a product and say, yeah, this is, this is a really great high quality superior product, but you don't want to turn them off and make them think, that like by saying that it, it tastes like limeade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, personally, if somebody, if I wasn't educated in the coffee world, which yeah. I would say I am not that okay. educated in the coffee world, I, I yeah. know like the basis. Like, could I tell a Brazil over a Colombian? No. Like, from just cupping, I don't have that kind of what? like. I mean, I probably could. I bet I you could. Enough. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, bad example, because I bet you could. <laughs> well, I mean, but like basically, I couldn't tell like where something came from, like okay. off the top of my head, all the yeah. time, and all that stuff, because there's so many different options of places. But like, yeah. I if I was not, and I like someone told me that my coffee is gonna taste like lime, I'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't want that. Like that sounds awful to me. Yeah. Like I like if someone was like, oh, it's gonna be citrusy. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. I just think of like a little bit like tartar, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're so, kind of like, right because like when you say citrusy, that person's gonna. The funny they, thing about that they prompt, tell. Yeah, they're gonna think about their favorite citrus. They're not gonna think specific. Well, they're gonna think exactly. of something specific without you giving it to them. Yeah, because oh, the exactly. more specific they'll, you they'll get, the own. more you. Yeah, the more you risk kind of like saying something that that person might not like. Like if you say citrusy. One person might think orange, the other person might think like, oh, lemon. But if you say lemon, you're going to lose the person who would have thought of an orange. Yeah, exactly. And that's like the whole thing. That's why I love like blind cuppings because you have the Mm -hmm. whole room saying different things. Yeah. And like that's that's what I that's what I like. And I love it. Like even if it's like a blind cupping, but like it has the cup profile, like it's sweet, it's Mm -hmm. fruity, it's and it's roasted. So that gives the people like, oh, okay, this is the baseline. That roasted I taste. Um, is it burnt? Is it like like more of like um like over extracted going on? Mm-hmm. Is it like grainy or that? Like, okay, cool. Then citrusy, you have all the citrus fruits you can go into. Yeah. And then and then we go like sweet or something. Like there's so many different sweets. Is it vanilla sweet? Is it caramel sweet? And yeah. caramel can go all the way over to the roasted side because caramel is just caramelized sugar. So I would even consider that a roasted note. Yeah. With some of the caramels out there. So it's like there's so much open for interpretation, which I love. I just don't like putting it in a corner, you know? Yeah. Like, yep. ah, these are its tasting notes like that. I like when people like go weird and say like I'm looking at the Tushi. Um, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing their name right. I never can. Like it says lush. I think it's just touchy. touchy. It's just touchy, touchy. bro. Touchy. I want touchy to call coffee. Touche. Touche coffee. Touche. Uh, <laughs> next time I see Matthew, I'm going to be like, Matt, so how's Touche so going? Sorry. It's not touché. even going to be the next time you see him. He's going to message us this week and be like, Touche? <laughs> yeah. He's going to message me and be like, you're an idiot. Like, Whenever he hears oh, this. What is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
but yeah, he, it says lush. Uh, That's fun. That's oh, just yeah. random. And you're like, wow, this might be like a decadent coffee. Like it says brown sugar and macadamia, which I personally, macadamia is a little bit extra for me. Like, yeah, but brown sugar is a good quality. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be sweet. Like, that, that's a good note. I like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, I just like tasty notes? make it. What are the tasty notes on the coffee we're selling right now, Kev? It's like, well, it's like vanilla. Uh, Ernans, Ernans. Yeah, Ernans coffee. Uh, yeah. it was um vanilla honey. Was it honeysuckle? Was it lemon honeysuckle? Lemongrass. It was lemongrass, lemon vanilla, and silky. Silky. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't think Hernan's going to make anything that's melon like for anyone. Hernan is melon. Does he? Yeah. I brought um, uh, one of the crew coffees that had honeysuckle on it, or it was like honeydew. Oh, honeydew. Yeah. He's like, I like this. And then he looks at the tasting notes and he's like, ah, that's what I'm tasting the honeysuckle or Mm -hmm. the honeydew. Honeydew. Uh huh. You just submitted to liking a melon, my guy. Oh snap! That's yeah. No, um, I'm all for making things like that's my whole thing. I like making things inclusive. I don't, I don't want anyone to think that like, oh, that's too intimidating. That's too like above like me. Like people think like, oh, that's just gonna be too complicated. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, it's food. New people. Yeah, you lose the people when you get too niche, like niche, and like just going like these specifics in my eyes i'd rather people be like you tell me what you taste mm-hmm. and then we go from yeah. there and like, yeah we can dissect that if you want to keep talking about it yeah but like, well, right because yeah. i think what's key for people who maybe are intimidating by tasting notes is the idea the the reason for talking about tasting notes is you find you you taste a lot of different things you figure out what things you prefer yeah, <laughs> and then you kind of you can start to tease out. Well, what is it about this drink or this food that I really enjoy? What flavor is it that I'm like attracted to? And mm-hmm. then you can actually that's that's why you start to talk about tasting notes. So you can figure out what it is that it, you're really into. Yeah, yeah, especially like it's I've gone to a few companies that like people that are running it are very knowledgeable so like ah uh, you can pick out something and then they can tell you why that's happening oh it tastes like this because it's a colombian oh it tastes yeah. like this because it was roasted at this level for this long like the extra things that produce the flavors that we're tasting that's mm-hmm. awesome that's nerdy stuff which i'm all for so yeah. it's like Same. i like going into like I like delving into things, but I like it being approachable for anyone being like, ah, or people that are just like, that's a good cup of coffee. I don't know why I like it, but it's a good cup of coffee or like same thing with gelato. It's like, ah, like I might do something that's creative. Like I'm going to do like an olive oil gelato now, which it's delicious. And you Mm -hmm. don't get like that full thing. It's going to be like, I don't know if you guys have ever had like Sicilian, um, uh, Sicilian lemon cake basically. It's just literally olive oil cake with lemon and like a mixed berry like compote. So I've never had that, that, but it sounds delicious. So basically, I would just do an olive oil gelato with lemon cake chunks and then a berry swirl. So oh. like it's and just call it actually no yeah it's just Sicilian olive oil cake not lemon cake. So okay. um, I would just call it really Sicilian olive oil cake. Leave it at that. 
and uh-huh. just let people try it instead of telling them it's going to be an olive oil base because that's going to turn them off right away because they're like, do I want that? But when uh, they try yeah. things, they have that open mind. Mm-hmm. They might think that olive oil is only a cake piece. And well, and that comes like, back to like, your marketing education. Like you, that's that's probably yeah. an inclination that comes from that is like you want to bring people in and be inclusive and then allow them to yeah. take out what they are going to get from it anyway, because you're, yeah, you're, you're prompting is hopefully to bring them in, not to separate someone who might not otherwise dislike yeah. something I, specific. Yeah. And that's how I feel about some ice cream brands that are like, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing this with this, that, and the other thing. And then mm-hmm. like their prices are like Insane. $10, $12 high and i'm like oh cool but at the end of the day you are sugar milk and and air like (laughs) you're not doing anything differently than anyone else yeah like you can't like you when you start putting that superiority like complex Mm -hmm. into things yeah you lose me what if what if you have like food um, everyone has these what if you have like craft air like what? What about like? Uh, from, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Wait, <laughs> wait. What if, if it were to be called craft Appalachia? If it was craft air, can you call it heirloom? Oh, oh my oh, God! The dad jokes. That, that was good. I'm, that was good. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. the only issue with air is that you can't actually force the air to do anything different. Yeah, I'm unless totally you are kidding. working. No, no, I'm saying like, I'm sure people would try that, though. Like they would probably have to make the gelato in a place that the air is completely purified. Mm -hmm. And if say, ah, we're doing this, we had to put this thing in. The issue is that you're breathing. So you're kind of ruining that air. Then, oh, uh, yeah. We did not for, breathe for the three hours it took us to make this. (laughs) (laughs) We, We wore face masks the whole time. Yep. Next year, you're going to see a picture of, like, people producing ice cream in hazmat suits with, like, an HVAC system behind them. And they're like, this is the purest ice cream that we could have made. <laughs> this is that craft air. <laughs> this is that craft air. What is something that has surprised you in the process of starting up a company, Second Scoop Gelato, and making gelato? Is, is there something along the lines that has, like, really caught you off guard as, like, like just, like, an... Um, an unexpected benefit or like godsend or just like a really cool thing that you you didn't expect when you first got into this that you've maybe learned or has come out of it? I would say the community aspect of everything. Like I've had so many okay. food community people, but like my first pop-up, mm-hmm. I had a line out the door like you guys are familiar with Superior. So yes. I that's my first pop-up ever was at Superior Merchandise in Troy. Mm-hmm. I had a line all the way out onto their patio. Whoa! Now that's this awesome. is literally, literally maybe two weeks of posting um, about this event. My first mm-hmm. ever thing, probably having like a hundred to two hundred followers on uh-huh. Instagram. Um, let's see, it was I want to say it was the end of August, so it's like end of summer at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's like not the ideal like like gelato time. And there was a, mm. like, I had friends from Johnstown that were there. I've had, I had friends from like the community I knew just like all these random people that just came to try it and all this stuff. Like I was, I was at a loss for words at that night because I sold out. Oh, that's awesome, and, man. Like it was my first time and I brought extra stuff because I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. I'd rather be over-prepared than under-prepared. Mm-hmm. And I still sold out. So it's like, 
that's cool. Most of my pop-ups have been like that. That's just like people rallying out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's just like try something new and people are just like creative. And then like they come back and like compliment me and like all this stuff, yeah. which has led to like different pop-ups, different like catering opportunities and things like that. So it's like, I, I knew it'd be received well, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's something that's not being done around here. There's no real craft frozen desserts, yeah. in my opinion, like mm-hmm. actually stand out. Like out yeah. of the area, the only other gelato would be Fazio's and um, Sarazova gelato. So okay. it's not a it's not a saturated market by any means. And then um, yeah, it's like I knew it'd be like fine, but I didn't think it'd be that well received, especially from like the first event. Mm. That's like, awesome, I'm man. Itchy. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Like I was literally at a loss for words at the night. I was like on a high the whole night. It was like, this is awesome. Cause it was like, what happened was it was like, it was like a trickle in the beginning and it was like, yeah. oh, okay. I mean, oh, thought this would be better. And like, she was apologizing and like saying like, oh, I thought like we have a better turnout. And then like after that floodgates, people just didn't stop coming. Oh, that's awesome, and man. That's just, such a great and story. And it's just me like, yeah, it's just me scooping stuff. So I'm like just going and going and going, trying to make as much small talk as humanly possible. Yep. While trying to get this out. So <laughs> you got like I, a I 10 like, second rule. You're like, oh, yeah, great to see you. Thank you so much. All right. Great, cool. great, great talk. Bye. <laughs> Not even that because it's just Felicity's handing me all these like slips to fill out and fill out and fill out. And we were doing mm-hmm. affogados and all that stuff, too. So I uh, love the affogado, man. That's the plan. If I ever have a shop, I'm getting myself an espresso machine to have affogados. Well, I mean, you're going to have yeah. to, bro. Yeah, for well, real. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's the I mean, the plan has always been is to open up my own ice cream shop. That's been the goal for almost a decade. So awesome. I'll get there. I oh, just have a lot more. I need like, some help with that, yeah. man. Always, always. I mean, I have plenty of plans. I have plans with other people in the area. I do some collaborations this year. Nice. Start doing some other things that are gelato themed, but aren't gelato. But we'll oh, cool. a top secret. Kevin, That's you cool. have a, like a little idea of one of the I, things I'm doing. Yeah, I, I've I've been privy. Kevin has the sneak peeks. Oh, yeah. I, I, I need to talk to someone that's outside I'm of my left out my, here, but I'm sorry, Matt. Matt, Matt, you know, Matt, this is how I am. Like when I'm intrigued, when someone says anything intriguing to me, I'm just like, I immediately, I'm like, how much can you tell me about this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like sitting there putting his head up to the screen and be like, tell me more. Please. Tell me, please. I need, um, I need info. All right, dude. Uh, all right. We, we got to wrap this up. We got to go about our Sundays. You you probably have more beautiful lattes to make. <laughs> I drink like one to two a day, so I'm good. Okay. All right. Got, um, but real quick take. I tried the Chobani. It's delicious. Okay. The, the Chobani oat milk that is the chocolate oat milk. Delicious. Oh, yeah. My tasting notes. You want my tasting notes here? I want okay? your tasting notes. Hit me. It's, yep. it's chocolatey. It's sugary. And it reminds me of like cereal marshmallows. Mm. So, so like that would be that'd be my stretch. The cereal marshmallows, very cereal marshmallows. Oh wait, like Lucky Charms. Like Lucky Charms, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Wow. Yeah. See, so has, I know has exactly that. what you're talking about. So like, think of like the end milk of like yep. chocolate Lucky Charms. That's yep. what that tastes like. Oh yeah. I'm all it's for like, that. Chibani, perfect. It's like yeah, it's like a good oh, yeah, kind actually. of chalky. And, it you know also makes 
I mean, it's not it's not that chalky. It's just more like the sugary sweetness of that marshmallow. Also, yeah. I just thought of something. What? Lucky Charms are an oat um, cereal. Oh. So instead yeah, of like the yeah. corn based, the oat based. So ah, that's why it tastes like that. Ha ha. Shabani, that's my approval. I approve of that oat milk right there. Chibani chocolate Good. oat milk. If Chibani <laughs> would like to sponsor me, by all means, I eat too much yogurt <laughs> as is. You get like well, the thumbs up badge. Ding. <laughs> okay, you and Matt have your your playlist now that I've been uh, that I checked out. What's oh, your? Oh yeah, baby. We're we're gonna do what's your jam this week. But uh, I woke up this morning talking about guilty pleasures in music, so we're gonna do guilty pleasure edition. All right. All so, right. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what's your jam? Guilty pleasure. Like, what's your when you're like getting down oh, with something that people oh, might oh. not expect? <laughs> Taylor Swift, always. That's your guilty pleasure? Taylor, uh, I mean, people see Swift. me. I love the T-Swift. I okay. love the, I love Lover. I even, like, country T-Swift, I love. Which people oh, look shit, at me dude. like, wow. Like, yeah, country and Taylor Swift? That is well, very I mean, bold. Johnstown, you know, you got to get down with the country. I, I, <laughs> I did not get down with any country while I was there, but that's the only... <laughs> It's the only country I got into. It's like original Taylor Swift. And honestly, as an artist, like people can talk trash all they want. She has developed. Like that's what you should be doing as an artist. Yes. Always redefining your music. Like you don't want to be the same artist you were a decade ago. No. Like you want to be different. You want to keep getting better and better and better and better. So T-Swift. Uh, all right. Definitely. Definitely. What song? Um, you're gonna make you're gonna you. make some friends and fans off of that comment. By the way, she's got hey, she's got like an sure. army of people who are they're gonna be like, hey, uh, he approves of Taylor Swift, so we need to go buy this guy's gelato now. <laughs> hey, all for it, dude. I it mean, works, Taylor Swift, right? She is right, a. <laughs> Have you been jamming the new album? I've been jamming all out. I mean, okay. I don't jam it much. Like, no, I have to be in it's that a guilty, guilty pleasure mood. Or, yeah. or if she comes up on shuffle, like, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like, and the new album, I forgot that you existed, is probably my favorite song off it. It's like the first song on the mm -hmm. album. So good. I mean, the whole right. album's pretty. Nice. For 18, 18 songs. Like, that's unheard yeah. of for like a artist a at this artist. point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Any artist. Like, when do you ever see 18 songs on an album? Uh, well, at that point, you know, I'm usually on like Dat Piff and it's a mixtape. It's not even an official album. But, yeah, you're right. That doesn't count. No, it yeah, doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, Matt, what you got? What's your guilty pleasure, man? Uh, Lemonade by Beyonce. <gasps> Dude. Ooh. Yo, it's so crazy that you said that because that's not even that guilty season. either. It's just fucking good. Yeah, it's, it's a great album. Well, what track, Matt? What track? What you getting down with? Hmm. Well, the the reason I say it is because we listened to the entire record <laughs> last, last night. Last night, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah. okay. I'm gonna throw this down. I know I've said it to you like a thousand times, and I'm gonna keep saying it. The new season of Dissect the podcast with Cole Kushner is all about lemonade. Oh. Yeah. All right. You got all right. All right. Please done. Do me I'm a gonna favor. go check it out. Nick, I don't know if you like breaking down music, but I listen to like Song Exploder and Dissect podcasts. They're like, the, I love them so much because they like get into the nitty gritty of what builds like these records and songs that I love. Um, I've never heard of that, but I'm 
all for it because I love album. Like I love albums that have like a story to yep. them. Yeah. Like that's why I loved Alisana as a band because every album was like a story throughout. Mm. Or, like Crown the Empire did that with like the Resistance. Like, yep. Every song transitions to something else, and like then they have like theatrical music videos to everything. Like that's. Yep. That was like those are peak albums when uh, one song dude. can transition to the next song. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That reminds me of the Deer Hunter. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Deer hey, Hunter. If you've never listened to the Deer Hunter, Act One through Five. Yeah, we're going to throwback yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna uh, throw that on the playlist. My, <laughs> yeah, yep, no, that's what's up. Deer Hunter's dope. My guilty pleasure, straight up, always has been, always will be. I love my boy Nick Jonas. Mm. So much. Like that boy's got pipes. Not only is he a good singer, but like, I, you know, I, I don't know how much production experience he has but the people he works with are on point like even the backing beats to a lot of the tracks i'm just into it like i I can't help but find myself bobbing my head and singing along and like i'm like everything from like his first record which was like x2 i think and i remember seeing like it was it was playing on a TV in a hotel. I saw like him on stage. I'm like, who the hell is this weird new pop star with like this neon light in the background? And I'm like, oh, it's Nick Jonas. And I was like, oh, I'm probably not gonna like that. And then I heard like the first single off the album. I'm like, no, I like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been a guilty pleasure since like day one. Uh, He's really grown into his own. He has. And then he married like this just awesome, beautiful soul of a woman. Yeah, uh, what's her, what's really her name? Jealous. Yeah. Oh, really? Of Nick Jonas? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's well, jealous uh, of Nick Jonas? <laughs> no. <laughs> she didn't marry a beautiful soul? Is that what you're saying? Oh! <laughs> Have Hot you seen me, man? all over this podcast. <laughs> I'm a beautiful soul. Matt's a you beautiful are, soul. Buddy. Not only that, I hear during the right time of day, if you, if you like, give him a little lick, he tastes like cotton candy. That's one of his tasting notes. <laughs> Um, Only between my okay, cheeks. Well. <laughs> All right. I'm Matt Pfeiffer. Sometimes, sometimes I taste like cotton candy. <laughs> I'm Matt Pfeiffer. My butthole between my cheeks. All right, Nick. We've gone downhill. Yes, we have. That's that's why we're ending right here. <laughs> that's our theme: is the end of the podcast falls apart, and then I go, Nick. Where can people find you? You can find me on social media, mainly Instagram. I don't mess around with other stuff. Okay. Uh, we got second scoop gelato. We got at Nick Rovo for my personal stuff where I on have Instagram. photography, latte art, and also gelato. Yep. Oh, yeah. Second scoop gelato is also on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Second scoop gelato. Very, very straightforward. No, mm-hmm. everything all spelled out. No two or anything like that. Nice. And if people want in the coming future, they're going to be able to get. Uh, for curbside pickup or takeout, your gelato at the Placid Bakery. At, yep, at the Placid Baker in downtown Troy. It's right nice. across from Little Packs. Nice. Awesome, man. Great. Um, great. Well, Matt, take us out, baby. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast. Are you enjoying this podcast? Do you have any questions? Do you have comments, concerns, really interesting topics you really want us to cover? Uh, Is there somebody interesting to you that you want to get us in touch with? Do you just want to say hi and see how we're doing or tell us how pretty Kevin Miner's voice is? 
Well, the best way to get in touch with us is to go to Instagram.com slash Upstate Coffee Collective. Throw us a little tidbit in the DMs. You can also contact us at hello at UpstateCoffeeCollective.com. And you can get plenty more information at our website, UpstateCoffeeCollective.com. Don't you know? Talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. And remember, Black Lives Matter. Peace and love to every single one of you. I hope you are warm and well-fed. And talk to you soon.